Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uctana, and today we'll be digging into what mature souls do when not embodying, or who we are when we're not here, and what's the point of it all. While it seems normal to compare the early life of a soul to the early childhood of human beings, and parallels can be drawn between a soul's life and the human maturation process, the same cannot be said for the time when souls take on vocations or careers. This process neither works like nor begins in the ways in which it does in human life today for the majority of cultures. A career or vocation can be entered into when the soul desires to do so, providing they're capable to take on the challenge it affords. There's no marked time period or set goal that connotes a soul having reached quote-unquote adulthood, needs to find work, get a job, or go out to become a contributing member of society. Souls don't procreate sexually or asexually, and Therefore, there is neither a shift away from self-development to caretaking roles through biological necessity, nor a required move away from family of origin as represented by the soul group. The soul group remains intact and does not gain new membership. There's no graduation from a set educational agenda, no need to work in order to supply basic life requirements, and there are no such things as jobs in the Akashics. No one survives doing a job they hate just to subsist. All tasks are taken on willingly by the souls who choose them. So let's set aside the normal paradigms, assumptions, and comparisons as we look at what is listed in the fourth section of Soul Books, the section concerning careers. First, the Akashics never ends, and teachers agree to work with their soul group for all of eternity not just because of all the education possible, but because there's no certainty that the soul group will need to or ever achieve a state of being that no longer requires supervision. That kind of individual autonomy, unlike in human society, is not required nor expected. It's simply one opportunity among millions that a soul may choose, but with free will, anything is possible and careers or vocations are not a mandatory stage of maturation or evolution. Each soul may choose them in their own time frame. So, for the teacher, at any given time, a mixture of the soul group's members could be in service while the remainder is not. The accepting of a vocation or career can be presented in a myriad of ways, depending on the soul, the teacher, and the situation. A career or a vocation is a call to service. It's an opportunity for the soul to use their gifts, skills, and knowledge in an effort to help another soul or souls to achieve something. It's a task taken on not for reward or gain, but the satisfaction of being in service to others, the pleasure of the task itself, and for the betterment of all. Careers in the Akashics are not all-consuming, as they can be for embodied people. Sacrificing the self for another or using a vocation to avoid social interactions or learning experiences is actively discouraged, as it does violence to the one in service and causes negative repercussions for the soul group, the teacher, their guides, and those being served. 
As all is love, careers are balanced with personal needs and growth, the needs of the soul group, and of others within the social sphere of the soul. The most common opportunity for entering into service is helping members of the soul's soul group, which are embodied while the serving soul is not. This is not a scheduled or contracted intervention, but an additional aid when embodied times get tough or encouragement when the embodied soul is tackling a challenge successfully. This can take the form of active monitoring, sending loving thoughts and feelings as encouragement, reinforcing the feeling of not being alone, sending responses to prayer in dream time, helping answer requests in symbolic form, or inserting coincidences into their path which help lead the embodied soul in the direction they've chosen and will best fit their needs. Another regular opportunity for service is being a spirit guide for an embodied soul. Every soul that chooses an embodied life has at least one guide or helper who works with them during that life. For simpler life forms, only one guide is necessary to fulfill all the needs of that soul. For human lives, a team is required, and therefore many souls agree to support the embodied being in various aspects and tasks for that life. Some people experience these as guardian angels, others as friends, Some see them in the form of past loved ones, and still others as deities or spirit beings. All of these are possible and likely, as many types of souls are needed to work with embodied beings for a multitude of reasons. If a soul takes on the responsibility for a member of their own soul group, which is embodied, they'll most likely utilize a form that is familiar to the embodying soul, if they're capable of projecting a form and if direct communication of that type is required. If the serving soul has recently embodied and was known to the currently embodied soul, then that form is used. A more complex service is taking on responsibility as a personal guide for a soul. Whether embodied or in the Akashics, this role is to provide one-on-one mentoring and study for one particular soul. This can be to offer wisdom in dealing with difficult emotions and situations by which the soul is most often triggered, to be a guide in their development of a particular skill, such as learning to trust in their innate skills or talents in a particular field, or providing support during a difficult task, such as being a white lighter, which embodied during a difficult period of history. Guides can appear during an embodied life for a brief moment in time, or can work with us for our entire lifetime. Your animal guide is a good example of this. They work with you specifically when you're consciously journeying in the Akashics. Even more complex and rewarding is the role of teacher. The term teacher as we come to know it in Western societies is not quite equivalent to the role in the Akashics, but hints at its essence. A teacher for a soul group takes on the responsibility for the safety, well-being, growth, and life of each soul in their care. They support and nurture these souls, each equally, to help them achieve their best possible potential, while still allowing them free will and the ability to live as they choose. No one is graded, no one is held back or judged, and each soul is loved and challenged and supported throughout their life's journey in all aspects of their life. The role of the teacher is to be parent, role model, instructor, older sibling, confidant, and so much more. And over eons, it's possible that souls from the soul group may achieve a level of being that allows the teacher to become a friend and peer as well. 
Yet these are only some of the careers and vocations available. Another opportunity is to be a healer. Embodied souls struggle with difficult situations and sometimes experience physical, mental, emotional, and even spiritual harm during their life. Souls with a high degree of empathy, with experience in embodying, and with skills in nurturing forms and returning beings to their natural healthy state, can work as healers. They can provide healing opportunities and education or inspiration concerning healing to embodied souls during their life. They can also work with the returning souls who have sustained hurts from an embodied life if the hurt is more than the reintegration process can mend. Souls who have aptitudes for intellectual pursuits may find opportunities to study more subjects in depth and review them in greater breadth. There are souls who have adventurous hearts, but no desire to involve themselves in particular events or to participate directly in activities. If these souls have skills in research or learning, they may become witnesses or travelers. They travel throughout the Akashics, embodied worlds, and various dimensions, witnessing what occurs around them. To witness something, to bear witness, as most abuse victims know, without judgment and without the need to ameliorate or lessen its reality, is validation of existence. It means that the experienced or guessed-at reality truly did exist. It really happened, because one other person heard it or saw it or felt it. Witnesses or travelers bear witness to the suchness of all things, and therefore add their perceptions to the numinous in their becoming and also in the Akashic Record. Others may choose to study one aspect of a subject in its entirety, such as how it is to be a star. They would therefore study all aspects of star, including living life after life as a star, until they had explored all that this entails. Others might seek to understand human adventurers. They live life after life being this type of persona and then spend a great deal of time at home in the Akashics working with the plethora of information this reveals about psyches, choices, reactions, and results. Still others might work with one type of symbol, working in collaboration with it to examine its effects in the Akashics, on embodied souls, architecture, emotional processes, genetics, and whatever else it might touch. Some souls show aptitude and interest in creating, if this is the case, then additional education is provided in the technical processes of turning thoughts and emotions into physical forms which will persist. Classes in creating liquids, gases, land masses, and life forms are offered to help the soul acquire the necessary abilities. Souls who create help in the forming of individual creatures, design flora and fauna to work in existing environments, form viable environments, work to set up new ecosystems or even new interactions within existing environments. On this planet, those who create are busy at work with existing ecosystems and existing bioforms as international travel and trade introduce species to new environments at a rapid pace and as environments are catastrophically changed due to deforestation, mining, drilling, and global warming. Souls have the opportunity to serve in the Akashics in multitudinous roles and areas. One that's easily recognizable to us is as a librarian. Either through pure research, 
record-keeping, or working with students, librarians have plenty to delve into. Another job is archivist, or what has been at times referred to as the role of scribe. These are beings that create, maintain, and store the contracts which are found between souls for a great variety of purposes. The most recognizable and possibly common is the contract between two embodying souls or between embodying souls and their mentors, guides, and healers. While the term contract is accurate, contracts in the Akashics work in the exact opposite way that they do in embodied life. In embodied life, contracts are legal agreements detailing the rights, responsibilities, and expected actions of the named parties with detailed descriptions of penalties and punishments if they're not carried out during the specified life of the contract. The signatures of all involved parties begin the contract and set it in motion. In the Akashics, a contract is a statement of intention. Due to free will being at play in every instant, and lives being the interaction of multitudinous if-then statements, contracts are not instruments guaranteeing actions and outlining punishment, but instead are statements of intent. They outline in detail what the parties intend to have happen and to do, including contingencies for foreseeable alternate actions, possibilities, and opportunities, and do not activate until the parties begin fulfilling those relationships or activities. The contract maintains a record not only of the pre-planning, but of activities as they occur, if they occur, and is not signed off by the parties until all activities and relationship is concluded. Signing a contract is a statement of finality or completion, and each individual signs it in their own time. Archivists draw up contracts for the named parties. Once created, as these documents are all potential or active, archivists maintain them and care for them, making them available for relevant parties as necessary. They also witness the final signing, storing them once completed or made no longer necessary as the parties have not and will not activate them. In my own work, I interact with archivists quite often to see contracts between embodied souls, such as husbands and wives, ex-husbands and wives, family members, romantic interests, friends or colleagues, since contracts contain information about the other party that's not included in my client's soul book. A lesser-known career is that of warrior. For better or worse, the concept of being a warrior has come to mean anyone that stands up for something or someone in pop culture. There are spiritual warriors, political warriors, corporate warriors, you name it, it's been co-opted. And I don't necessarily disagree with this trend. However, I personally feel that it shows a lack of knowledge or regard for those who are truly, classically, warriors. Those who put their physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual being on the line against those forces that would do us harm so that the rest of us can do our work safely and with dedication. There are souls who are warriors. Some would call them angels, and they wouldn't be far wrong. They're not fluffy, rarely gentle, and their energy is a radiation that is a power source unto itself, but constantly controlled. Like martial artists, they use their strength gently. They not only stand a post, they are the post, the boundary that anchors love into existence so that we may move freely, working our wonders in this life. 
They watch to make sure that our actions do no lasting harm to ourselves and others through ignorance or accident. Like guardrails or bumpers on a car, they seek to prevent what can be prevented, warning us away from the foreseeable activities that would harm us. They prepare for the unexpected. Like warrior priests, they keep every muscle supple and strong, keep every sense keen, and watch over us. And their challenge during this change in the universe to heart energy is not to change who they are, but to step forward. For in this time of change, there will be many frightened souls who resist and try to stop it in any way possible. Not all souls will take on a vocation or career. Therefore, not all soul books will have information in Section 4. Some will have bits of information as their teacher is adding small tasks or opportunities for beginning a career into their normal studies. Still others will have information concerning their education in this area, not because they've taken on the challenge of a career, but because they've taken an opportunity to apprentice with a master or skilled soul in a field of interest. They may or may not have the ability to take on this career, but this can't be known fully until they're able to practice, and apprenticeship offers them this opportunity. If you have a vocation or career, this usually shows in an embodied life through your choice of hobbies, passions, or obsessions. If someone asked you to state not what you do, but what you love to do, the answer would rarely be the type of work you do or the job you have but instead be where you spend your time when you're not working. Gardening, art, travel, homemaking, social work, teaching, activism, handyman, hiker, birdwatching, naturalist, any and all such things point to the advanced student are those who have soul careers. Because in the Akashics, you truly are what you do, and that translates into embodied life. In my class, Akashic Record Level 2, each student learns how to read the individual sections of their soul book. Each section interacts differently, depending on the information being presented, so each lesson is geared to help the student hone the necessary skills to access the section with fluency and confidence. If you're interested in learning more, I've left a link to the class in the podcast description. And that's all the time we have this week. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider supporting it by subscribing on Patreon. You can see all my other offerings and get regular updates about what I'm working on at patreon.com slash Thanks. Bye.